Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Kat and JJ are not here tonight. They're out enjoying some great weather and springtime fun here in Atlanta, but we do have two special guest hosts for you. Kara, which has been on a good bit on the podcast. She is a really funny comedian from LA that came on to share her story where I believe you had some, you you do Reiki, and then you shared the face of a ghost in a picture from a cabin isn't that right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. a and, very, very scary face yeah absolutely that and i can still see it in my head as i say that uh yeah. that's very <laughs> very creepy and then your comedy partner or one of your comedy partners uh gwen is here today and gwen you pop up on my social media all the time whether it's tiktok or instagram even before i started following you your stuff goes viral um a good bit and it's always hilarious so it's a pleasure to have both of you here so welcome to the podcast thanks thanks for being back yeah (laughs) absolutely (laughs) our fans you can find them on instagram at kara is it mame m-i-a-m kara miami kara miami okay (laughs) and that's c-a-r chef's hand that's c-a-r-a-m-i-a-m-e and Gwen, they can find you at Gwen Dolly Instagram. Is that yeah? Correct? Good luck with that one, Gwendolyn Instagram. I'm because it's Gwendolyn. Okay, that makes more sense That's than what why. I said. I mean, and, good luck. And, <laughs> um, Try typing something. Let's see what happens. And you both uh, have a, a little comedy duo on Instagram, yeah. Pretty on Pitch, which is evolving into many other things. It yes. sounds yes, like. Yes, it is. Got some stuff in the works. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How <laughs> awesome is that? And then, of course, Kara, you have your podcast, Growing Out the Pod. Uh, which is a fun thing that explores all things hair. Yes. All real real the hair. All the projects over here in this corner. Yeah. (laughs) Very LA of both of you. It really is. Everyone has a podcast in LA. (laughs) And our guest, which I'm super excited also to bring on, she sent us an email describing a haunted house, which you know we love those here at Real Hauntings. Kat, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you discover Real Hauntings? Oh, I have been digging through haunted podcasts for a while now, and they always seem to get me through the workday. And I stumbled across you guys on Spotify. And I thought, okay, I need something to listen to. And it was, you know, love at first listen. So (laughs) I've just been binging since then. Love at first listen. Can I quote you on that? I like that. I'm put that on yeah, like a billboard sure. or something in town. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, well, that's great. Thank you so much for listening and coming on. So you, of course, know that we love to find out where our guests fall on what we call the Believo meter, which zero <laughs> meaning you don't believe in ghosts and 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you kind of fall on that scale? Oh, I was I've been thinking about this all week on where exactly I fall. And I Obviously, I have to say a 10 on, you know, my best days, but I think that there are some days where you have to kind of 
you know, you, you question it. And then I drop down to maybe 9.5. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A healthy amount of skepticism in yeah. there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta keep it, gotta keep it exciting. Gotta, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, yeah, I feel that. Gwen, I am curious since you, this is your first time on the podcast. Where do yeah. you fall on that scale? So it's interesting because it feels very similar. Sometimes, like sometimes it's much higher, but it, I think it's very situational to me. I think it depends on, like, if you look at Kara's ghost photo, that's a 10.5. That's an off the charts. But I do, I am a person that does think a lot of things that we deem to be supernatural can be explained. Maybe not a lot, but like a good, a decent amount. I think more than we give credit for can be explained. And I like finding those answers first. So that's where my skepticism comes in. So I think that brings me out to about a seven and a half. Um, I'm a, I'm a believer, but I'm also like, I'm also just like my mom. And I'm like, well, what about this? What if it's just this? My mom doesn't talk like that. I don't know why I just did. <laughs> sure she does. It's not no, the it's worst not, impression. It's not that far off. No. Anywho. Well, I think a 7.5, that's probably where I am. When we started yeah. this podcast, I was probably closer to like a five, but uh-huh. I have my own story. And then that I, I don't know, it's like, I have the memory of it when I was a kid and somebody else also was there. But at the same time, it's like hard to believe because should yeah. I believe I put my hand through a ghost? Cause then what else is real? So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's yeah. tricky, but after hearing so many stories and then seeing some physical evidence, like what, um, Kara provided and, and other people, I mean, we've had people provide clips where their daughters grabbed their phone and ran off. And then you hear like a two-year-old being like, blah, 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 blah. And just the voice be like, hello. And you're like, oh, what the fuck was that? God. You know? I do want to ask because Kara, since it has been a minute since we talked to you, where are you on that scale these days? Oh, I'm always at 11. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm always at an 11. I always know. I still at night, I sense things a lot. And um, I don't know, since having a baby, I feel like it's gotten a little more, my spidey senses are a little more tingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, I'm I'm totally a believer. And they also might not always be ghosts. It could be angel it could be a spirit it could be residual energy it could be a lot of things yeah, so I think yeah i think that's the other thing too is like it's like what like there are so many different things we can call it mm-hmm. and there are different types of energies yeah. right yeah yeah. I'm, yeah I'm with you on that well cat so you've got your story so what what was your earliest experience with a haunting it would be probably how i started off my email and it was probably one of the creepiest things that kind of set the whole tone for my belief experiences. Um, I was probably about six years old and I don't even know if my mother knows this story, but I was digging around in my closet because I had some toys in there and I was picking up something and just from behind me, I heard this all I can describe it as is like a grotesque kind of gremlin giggle. Oh God. Like in, in, it was like behind me, but it was also in my ear. And I just, it was just from that day on, I was like, okay, there's something I don't like about my bedroom specifically at my childhood home. And that just, that was the starting point basically. And do you still remember the sound that the gremlin ghost sure. spirit made? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, stuff it, locks in tight when you're it, around that age. 
yeah, it's it's stuck. It has stuck. <laughs> oh, oh, man. It's the sound. Sounds like that are the thing I think that scare me the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even in like clips of like ghost stuff, it's like the the audio the stuff. Audio is the scariest. That is the scariest to me. That's like the most. Mm-hmm intelligent so when they're they're making a noise to scare you instead of like seeing them if you can't see them that's even that's even scarier that's yeah right actually yeah yeah likely to hear them for sure right yeah i think in my mind (laughs) kat could you do you think you could impersonate that oh my god (laughs) oh my gosh no do it i don't have a deep enough voice but it was kind of like a (laughs) type Uh. like 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 other like non-human mm. almost is the way i would describe yeah. it like an it evil not... steve urkel laugh is that kind of what it was <laughs> kind of it was more like the 80s gremlin movie yeah, yeah. yeah. i which i hadn't seen because i was again i was like six years old so <laughs> it wasn't like something you know imprinted in my mind that type of laugh sure. to just you know think one of I my favorite it. christmas movies by the way is the first gremlins so <laughs> Did you, when you heard that noise, did you run to your mom or did you just kind of like, what did you do? What did you do? I just, I froze. Yeah. I froze. I don't, I don't quite remember even what I did next. It was just freezing mm-hmm. in that moment. And I think I, you know, stood there for probably a good five minutes of like, what was that? Cause I, you know, even at like six, I was like, do I have a toy that makes that sound? I don't. <laughs> I would yeah, you want to find a way to explain point. it too, right? Because it, it feels like it's safer if you have an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. And did enough time go by until the next haunt for you to kind of dismiss it as a six-year-old and be like, ah, I must have just heard something? I don't think I ever truly dismissed it. It terrified me so badly mm-hmm. that I was like, because I... I, my, my parents still live in that house and I, you know, I just actually recently moved out myself and my whole time growing up there, I've always absolutely hated my bedroom Wow! and the, the feelings I would get in that bedroom to the point where I would, you know, have my mom well beyond the point of any, when any child should have their mother stay in their bedroom with them. I would be like, Hey, you want to, you want to watch late night TV with me (laughs) and just, you know, things like that. Did your mom ever hear anything similar or anybody else in your family ever hear a similar noise? My mom has had experiences in the house, like very minor ones, but nothing comparable to what I heard that night. Yeah, yeah. I don't think if she has, she's never shared it with me. Mm. Is it an old house? Yeah. Where, where, no. you, where was, where, where, where is, is the location? <laughs> um, we're, we're in Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's, I don't know, know why yeah. we're like, Oh yes. Baltimore. Well, so well, <laughs> I do live really, really close to another place that I'm going to be talking about later that I had some major experiences at. Mm-hmm. So there, mm-hmm. there is some energy to that area. I think. So how many times a day do people ask you if you've seen The Wire? A lot. <laughs> yeah. One of my good friends, who uh, Sarah, who's been on this podcast, she's from Baltimore. And I think I've asked her four times if she's seen it. I know she hasn't seen it, but I just keep asking her out of disbelief if she's. And then she tells me how much she puts Old Bay on everything. And I'm like, okay, it's good. But I mean, I don't need it on literally my French fries. Like, chill out with Old Bay. 
I'm I'm the I'm the outlier in that. I don't use Old Bay. Oh, so. you yeah. are. <laughs> I did not know what Old Bay was, I, and I'm assuming it's a seasoning. It is. Yes. It's like a seafood. Well, and French fry seasoning. I don't know. I on the East Coast, I like see it a lot, like Old Bay fries, and like yeah, I'll and order them, and I'll be too. like, this doesn't taste like there's any seasoning on it at all. And I think I don't know if it's the service or the <laughs> or that or the old, maybe or it's the, a, maybe it's bay. a young bay, maybe it's a baby bay, maybe it, it was just a dash of bay. Day. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> and so then you had an experience at Christmas Eve. Was that the next haunting? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the next one that I can very distinctly remember. It was um, I was laying in bed in the bedroom that I absolutely cannot stand. And what my mother would do is she would have me turn away from the open door so that I couldn't see her taking down Christmas gifts. Oh yeah. Cause she wouldn't, <laughs> she would leave some stuff unwrapped and she'd be like, she's like, just, yeah, I just don't want you to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. And she would always, you know, come in, you know, be like, okay, I'm done from the TV on do whatever. And I was facing away and I felt the bed dip next to me. Mm-mm. And mm-hmm. I, and I distinctly remember kind of rolling towards the dip. Like there was a weight there and I was like, okay, mom, when are you going to tell me that, you know, it's okay to turn around? Where are you? What are you, what are you doing? Why are you just sitting here? So I finally was like, okay, I'm just going to turn over. I turn over and there was absolutely no one there. And there was an imprint on my bed, like someone had sat on it. And I even remember asking my mom, like, you know, 10 minutes later, I was like, did you just come in, sit down? You know, did you just get up and leave? Because I didn't hear anybody, you know, leave either. And she said, no, I didn't sit on your bed. There was no one there that sat on your bed. (laughs) I just remember thinking, oh, okay. This is another reason for me to hate this bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Just add that to the list. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Well, Kara, yeah. I'm curious. You vibe with the supernatural. Why does this keep happening? We've had so many guests talk about like when they were kids and a lot of them are, yeah. you know, we all, well, I don't know about all of us, but most of us will face a certain direction direction if we sleep on our sides. And then what, what is it about these ghosts that want to come and sit on the other side of the bed and just, yeah, kinda... that's so cliche of that ghost to do that when you're turned around, <laughs> like rude, didn't my face show. Yeah. Like, why are you, you know, yeah, it's such a trope. I think a lot of them, <laughs> depending if it's like the spirit of, I think it feels like it's someone the house that owned that house or was there before, or was there like, that could possibly be it. I have no idea, but I mean, they could be trying to, sometimes they try to scare you and apparently with that gremlin voice it sounded like they were trying to scare you so how scary it is again if you can't see them but you can feel them rather than hear them that's also more Mm -hmm. scary so they might be just trying to play games with you yeah they're bored they're or they're (laughs) or it's somebody that you know that was saying hello um did you if you got any did you get any cold vibes did you feel cold did you get any chills did you get no love that was, that's my mom's theory. Um, mm. I think it had been fairly recently before that we had lost my great grandmother. Okay. So her, her kind of like theory is she, she likes to think that it was my great grandmother coming to see me. So that's, oh. that's her theory behind it. That could be I don't a nice know. theory. That could be, I mean, mm-hmm. they, you know, when, when your kids rolled over, you sit on the side and you rub their back, like maybe that's something that 
she could have been. She was like, I'll wait with you while your mom takes down the Christmas presents. (laughs) I'll I'll watch your mom do it while you sleep. Yeah. But you're like, Grandma, like, stop scaring me. Well, it's funny you say that about rubbing back, like rubbing her back, or it was like, like a past family member or something, because we had the guy on from the Haunted Historian and he, his name is Connor. And he told us that I think he had like two other brothers or three other brothers. But anyway, when they were young and they were getting ready to go to bed, he said all the way up to like, they were 18, his mother would come in and would like play with his hair, like, like pet him. And, you know, he was like, Oh, that's so sweet. My mom like actually cares about me. And he just never said anything. He would never like look at her. He would just pretend like he was asleep. And so then he got older and (laughs) he said he was like in his twenties and, and they had hauntings in the home or whatever, but he's in his twenties and he asked his, or he told his mom, he was like, you know, mom, like hearing all my friends talk about the families they grew up in. I just want to let you know, I really appreciate that you would come in and check on us like all the way up until we were like 18, 19. And he said that she looked at him and she was like, what are you talking about? Don't you think that'd be a little weird if your mom came in and like played with your hair when you were 18? And he was like, yeah. what do you mean? And then he asked both the, and both of his brothers were like, wait, mom, that wasn't you coming. And she was like, no, I literally. Both of the that. brothers. Yeah. So all, wow. all of them experienced that. That's oh, interesting. That's, that's really interesting. That's yeah. really creepy. And super creepy yeah. interesting yeah somebody was like, loving on you know but the they moment. felt a they loving felt vibe, in the, a loving in, vibe in, the, in the moment and nothing happened to them no, that's no, what I, I told him i was like look at you all well adjusted unlike the rest of us that had yeah. some yeah, ghost right? guardian coming and playing footsie with you at night yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's the thing too is like i but i fully believe this and i think most people do that like nothing can actually ever hurt you it's just scary and it's, feels well, the unknown we can't see because it's, it's the unknown mm-hmm. yeah it's, my mom would always tell me to say if i ever felt scared in my bedroom at night she always used to tell me to say my aura is safe and nothing can hurt me um that was always a nice little comforting mm-hmm. thing that i would just think if i felt scared woke up from a bad dream because i was a really um crazy dreamer my parents convinced me that everything could hurt me they wouldn't let me ride my bike down the street <laughs> until i was 13 <laughs> oh man yeah no. like my friends would come by and they'd be like ding ding like come out and play and i just be like mm, bye oh, not allowed man granted i did almost get hit by a car like the second time i finally went to go out but i didn't know what i was doing you i never what you, were doing. you were 13 you had never done anything yeah, so yeah that makes know, sense. i'm still here um <laughs> yay <laughs> so cat those experiences while odd and a little unsettling you had something much scarier take place right Uh Mm -hmm. Uh Mm -hmm. i might have spoke too soon i'm so scared so (laughs) this actually did not happen at my house it happened at a national historic landmark and i'm i'm kind of hesitant to say the name of it because i know the national park service doesn't really like you know people saying their their places are haunted and I, I've tried multiple times to get people that work at this area to tell me their own ghost stories and yeah. they just I either get a cold look a look of I can't talk about that or I did have someone one time say I've had experiences but I'm not supposed to talk about them so yeah. well, you don't get you don't that. work for the parks and you are just the person so <laughs> yeah, what are I they gonna do okay. fire you from a job you yes. don't have there exactly that's true <laughs> it was the Alamo <laughs> it's up right to you, like obviously but. so yeah well okay so if, it feels if, bad to say it maybe no, it was not no, the Alamo by the way I just I just no, threw that okay. in and nobody reacted <laughs> <Not the Alamo. laughs> it's, it's 
It's called Hampton Mansion. Oh, and a house, of, course. of course it's a house. Of course. It, it yeah. In my experiences have actually never been in the main house itself. Mm-hmm. Um it's across the street at the slave quarters. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Um yeah. yeah. So the short story is this family was like the wealthiest family in Maryland for a very, very long time, and they did own a lot of slaves Mm -hmm. and what they did across the street was they kind of i want to say renovated uh some of the old slave quarters and the overseer's house Mm -hmm. and one of the restored uh homes i went in and i immediately you know thought this feels weird as you know probably would going into a place like that sure yeah sure but it was Uh i i went into this one particular spot and i just felt like this extreme heaviness come down on me and it was something bad happened right in this spot Mm. and i had my mom with me but she was outside how old were you was this oh this i was in my 20s so this was a few years ago okay but um, I went outside and my mom was outside and I told her, please go in here and tell me where it feels bad, where it feels off. And I didn't tell her where, I didn't direct her. I just walked in with her and she immediately zeroed in on the same spot that I had felt just completely overwhelmed with like negative energy. Wow. And she just got this look on her face and she was like, here. And I said, wow. yeah. And we it out of there (laughs) we we left that one and my other experience was probably a couple of years later in the same area because we live really close by there so we would go there fairly often because they have events and stuff and it was their fall festival and we were you know enjoying the outside activities everything was fine and then we went inside to the overseer's house And they have a lot of like displays and stuff that go on there. And I walked in and I was looking at one display and I suddenly just felt extremely drained, Um, just very tired. And I suffer from like migraine headaches. Mm -hmm. And I instantly was thinking, crap, I'm getting a migraine. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, let's see what I can do. Um, and I told my mom, I was like, I don't know how much longer I can stay in here. I'm not feeling so good. Wow. And we walked around for just a little bit and I wanted to look at, you know, some more of the stuff in there. And we walked down this hallway and into the next room over. And I immediately started to feel worse. I felt faint. I felt like I was going to, you know, pass out. And I told my mom, I don't know how much longer I can be in here. Something is not right. And I walked a little bit further in because she was like looking at some of the other exhibits. They've got some stuff that lights up. And I was trying to walk over to her and I got stopped dead in my tracks because it felt like someone put something very heavy on my like collarbone shoulder area, like just extremely heavy. And I could feel the weight. I could feel the pressure. And I felt almost like I was being choked. Yikes. And my mom 
looked at me and I must've been very pale because she asked me what's wrong. And I told my mom, it was like, something's touching me. Something's on my neck. I don't like it. It does not feel good. And that was when she paled and she looked horrified. And I asked her what, what's wrong. And she pointed behind me over my shoulder to an area that I hadn't looked at. And behind me was an old, uh, this gives me the chills, a slave collar. Yeah. (gasps) One of the old metal slave collars that um, wrapped around the neck and had the um, wire, like the metal going up around it where they would attach bells to it. Mm. And that's exactly what that felt like I had on me. And I just looked at my mom and I said, I have to leave. Yeah, I no kidding. Can't be here anymore. Something's trying to tell me something and I sympathize, but I can't deal with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, we, I'm not going to take on this. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I understand. You, I feel you. I go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. we left. And the, the instant I walked out of there, I felt fine afterwards we got in the car and I was like I'm sorry that we have to leave because we were having fun with the other stuff and it was like I instantly you know I felt fine and then she's like no it's okay I understand (laughs) you know just quickly brushing it off like we'll go get pizza (laughs) yeah yeah pizza fixes everything it does yes this episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey y'all, it's Noah Daniels and oh boy, I just got my box of Wild Grain bread and pasta. My whole family has been so excited to dive in. We started with a sourdough and it was amazing. If you're looking to make Mother's Day brunch planning easier or just looking for a great gift for your mom, you've got to check out Wild Grain. Order before May 6th to get your box in time for Mother's Day. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. The next thing up for us to try is the biscuits with our breakfast. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it.
I'm curious, Kat, you know, if JJ was here, he would very politely ask you, is there any way that you could have seen that and kind of empathically taken that on? Or do you? It's a good question. I have, I have run that through my mind so many times, but I had not seen that collar walking in there because it was like kind of hidden behind the entryway. And I walked straight into the room and it was kind of like dead behind me. And I was already feeling so bad that I wasn't really kind of paying attention and looking around at things. Yeah. Mm. I feel like when you started saying that you felt heavy, I already saw the slave collar. Like I was thinking that immediately when you said it Mm -hmm. and what I feel like that was, was probably residual just pain. And that's such a traumatic thing. And people just, it's like like a picture, a picture was left. An energetic picture was left in that room because of all that horrible torture that is so like, dramatic and so tra- traumatic and so like vile that it's kind of it's like a pic it takes a picture and yeah. I'm sure you felt exactly what those people were feeling mm-hmm. and the and the what I, what I think kind of amped up the energy during that time too is when they have these festivals over there mm-hmm. they always have people dressed in period costume oh yeah mm-hmm. and I think when you're kind of dressed in the time period and you have all this energy around you. Like there's a lot of little kids running around. I think that really kind of amped up stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine it would. Yeah. I would not want to go running around in period costumes. That's also like a horrible place. (laughs) That was so much torture. And those, you know, slaves were not treated. They were, they yeah. were like mutilated all the time. It was, it's, it's it reminds so me bad. There's an, there, I think there's a season of American horror story. Mm-hmm. This may be like silly because I like vaguely remember it. it was like a really rich family that owned a lot. It was very similar to what you were describing with the mansion. And I wonder if that was like, you know, based off of the many sort of places that were like that and around the country. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've also had a, a few other people I know have had experiences mm-hmm. around this area. So well, I know Kat, it's very active. Kat, do you normally find yourself as an empath? Like, is, is yeah, that I'm wondering that too. In- um, I know I see that that's one of the areas where I struggle with. Sure. Um, I, again, when I'm on my 10 good day, um, I, I think that I might be sensitive to a lot of energies. Um, yeah, I know. Like yeah. It, it, it's something that I think has kind of run in my family on my mom's side for a, a, at least a few generations because yeah. my my great-grandmother had some great stories um my grandmother tried to ignore it and my mom i think is the true empath she's the type that people just come up to and share everything yeah because I, I was wondering because you approached your mom to ask her essentially like are you picking up this energy you know in the room or where do you feel something etc so that made me think that maybe both of you feel things which i know and, and I don't, I mean, look, I don't know what's scientific or not, but we've had so many people and especially women on the podcast talk about how a lot of times if, if they experience things like that, their mother experiences it mm-hmm. or their grandmother, it's, it's been real interesting for us to kind of see how it runs through the female side of families a lot. And now I don't know if that's just because guys are more closed off to talking about that kind They're of stuff off to all of it. Yeah. I mean, that's, the, that's why the, with the, you know, the whole, um, 1600s witches Salem thing it's because women were more in tune and they were like no this is 
evil. It means yeah. it's evil. Therefore, they have to die and no one can practice this. Like it was a whole. It's that whole like maternal... internalized, internalized misogyny of like emotions mm-hmm. are bad and feelings. But also women, can, women can't be that powerful. Women cannot also be that, that powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Also yeah. It was that. a patriarchy. Bullshit. Yeah, it was a tough time to be a Slytherin back then. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, honestly. You know. Well, Kat, I know you mentioned in the email you also had some other experiences that were maybe not quite as intense and especially like sleep paralysis stuff. Do you want to tell us about that? <gasps> oh, I can talk yeah. about sleep paralysis all I've, day ago. I, yeah. <laughs> so my, it, it started off with the kind of typical, um, I woke up and I just absolutely could not move. And there was this big gray mist in the corner of my room. And I just remember thinking, I'm going to close my eyes. It's going to go away. So I did that. And I woke up, you know, a little while later. And thankfully, the paralysis was gone at that point. Mm -hmm. But I've had a couple of experiences, one where I can only describe it as I was kind of stuck in like a time loop almost Hmm. of waking up trying desperately to move and at one point I remember in my dream you know sleep paralysis state like crawling out of my bed but still not able to feel anything and then you know I re-woke up and it was that same process oh, for, yeah. for what felt like five mm. hours of me trying to get up. Yeah. And when I finally woke up, it was not that long, not that long had passed. Um, but the scariest and worst one I had that I can remember, it was one of the nights where I was watching late night TV with my mother. Cause again, bedroom, hate it. <laughs> um, I woke up in the middle of the night And I thought my mom had just, you know, fallen asleep in my bedroom with me. And my mom also sometimes would suffer from some bad nightmares. And I felt it was her weight was there. Um, Everything. I remember everything. And just I thought in her sleep, all I could hear her saying was run like in this kind of desperate scared voice she said it like three times like run 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 and i'm like oh well mom's having her dream again i'm just gonna <laughs> ignore mom's that having her dream again Ugh, yeah moms, am i right so i i woke up the next morning and i found my mom and i was like what were you dreaming about what was happening last night and she again looked at me and she said i left i you know you fell asleep i turned the tv off i went to bed and I just remember thinking, oh, that's weird because I distinctly remember your weight there, the, the just you talking to me and me being, you know, unable to do anything about it. Because even in my kind of like half asleep state, I wanted to say something, but something stopped me from being able to like be like, hey, wake up. Yeah. So, yep. Those were those were coming kind of my like worst sleep paralysis experiences. I've had the the gray mist a few times, which that one I thankfully haven't had that one in a while. So I think since I've changed locations, it's gotten a little bit better. So mm-hmm. two questions. Yeah. One, are you a light sleeper? Because I find that uh, I myself mm-hmm. am a very light sleeper. I have a hard time hitting REM sleep and I have sleep paralysis and all that fun stuff. And yeah. two, what is the gray mist? 
Yeah. I, I would love to know what the gray mist is. I've seen it a few times. Was hovering kind of in the corner of my bedroom yeah. by the door and where my closets were. So it was just kind oh, of there and it was kind of just kind of it was fuzzy, but it was opaque and I could it felt like something was watching me. I mm-hmm. see what you're talking Did about. You ask now. It, I was thinking that like the whole room was covered in gray mist. No, I know that. It looked like a cloud. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like a cloud. Did um did you I know you were kind of asleep, but like have you ever thought of asking it? You're not you're not living in that house anymore, correct? So you don't have No, issues. no. No, I don't I don't have those uh issues the same issues <laughs> i don't have the same <laughs> yeah. issues but um no and it's it's just one of those things where even if i go back to my parents house i don't like going into my old bedroom mm-hmm. like my mom had it like completely redone she turned it and you know it looks great and she's constantly like well look what i've done now and i'm like i don't want to be in here <laughs> no and it's- Everyone cleanse it. have you have you thought about using a sage i have i have cleansed it and it, it got a little bit better when I did the cleansing, but it it's one of those things where it just kind of started to amp up again after a little while. Yeah. And one of the one of the kind of short theories I have is my mom is a big antiques collector. Mm, very good. And, something trapped up. Yep. Yeah. And she we've had some like kind of little bit of weird stuff happen with a couple antique things that she has so that's my theory behind it and i just i've cleansed it a few times and i can't get can't get it to feel you know 100 percent there yeah yeah i feel like i always wonder if like what that if that's actually more for us than it actually does something substantial to eliminate yeah. the problem well, maybe temple it temporarily I mean, you, you could also put salt in light around situations. the room and there's uh you can use um obsidian and i forgot tourmaline is a really good stone i know you don't believe in crystals but well i mean if if it works for if it helps you feel good i think that that matters could you also just burn the house down if it's you could do that but then (laughs) i don't think my mom would appreciate that yeah Yeah, i don't think so was that the house too where you saw cabinet doors opening and lights flashing on and off no that was actually my grandparents house Mm. which is currently now my house oh Okay. Okay. So, um, this is this is one of those things that goes back when I was younger. My grandmother always, always firmly believed this house was haunted, and I have my kind of theories as to what it was. But um, we would constantly have some light switches, you know, go on and off. Like I would turn the hall light on to get to the bathroom, and I remember I was in the in the bathroom and I just saw the hall light turn off behind me and you know it's, it was one of the switches where you knew it had clicked on so I I was not not fond of that one and then uh there's a antique curio cabinet that's been in the family for a while so I know it's not specific around that but it has a, a key lock on one of the little doors on the front mm-hmm. and every once in a while it would unlock itself and open the the door to it uh that was that's one of the things things like that have kind of calmed down a little bit since my grandparents passing um but i've heard the kind of you know knocks on the wall that i remember from when i was a kid that actually it was funny because i was like thinking about 
the podcast a lot last night and I know that I heard the knocking amp up again. (laughs) It's one of those things where I think, you know, thinking about things like that has, you know, brought it back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, man, that's, that's fascinating that you've had all that happen at, at that house as well. So mm-hmm. you've really kind of experienced the gamut. I guess the only you thing have. you have a lot of stories. So I feel like you are sensitive. I feel like yeah. you, are, you are definitely, I would say you are sensitive. Now does, yeah. does the poltergeist kind of stuff, does that make you more of a believer than say, like when you felt the spirit sit on the bed and things like that that happened in your old house or like what what do you think affected you the most out of these experiences out of all of the experiences i think it was probably the stuff that happened at the um slave quarters that yeah. really really the left a mark on me because, yeah, the emotion attached to that yeah yeah mm-hmm. it, it like just the amount of sadness and weight i felt on me and the just awfulness of the atmosphere in general that really left a huge mark on me I had been I was always a believer before then just from the like minor stuff I had experienced throughout my life but that was just one of those things where it was like oh this can get really bad yeah 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 so wow um yeah I was just just kind of envisioning that in my head that would be a lot to take on in that moment I think all of us can sympathize with that well we are kind of coming up on our hour Um, is there anything that you would like to promote before we wrap up the podcast I don't really have much to promote really but I I have a twitter that i'm trying to get back into it's let's go um, what is it (laughs) at the i get off my phone (laughs) at the kitty cat kate with a k all with a k kitty cat how cute (laughs) cat that's you oh my god is that your bird Yes, I, I do. I do own a pigeon. You own a pigeon. That's so it's cool. the most beautiful pigeon I've ever seen. Thank you. I'm like screaming into the mic. He's about a butt. All of a sudden. <laughs> He's you so happy. He, I wish you guys could all see this. He's got the biggest eyes and a tiny beak. He doesn't so look cute. real. No, he, he, she, they. He's, a, he's a big butt. He um he's recently gotten married to a female pigeon and oh, they're very happy. Congratulations. <laughs> What's his name? Finley. Finley. Aww. Perfect. So cute. Cute pigeon name. Okay, well, you've listened to the podcast. So are there any episodes that you felt like you really identified with or any guests that you would love for us to bring back on other than the one sitting in front of you, obviously? Yeah, you don't have to pick us. <laughs> I last last week's episode, I can't remember her name, but the ghost that tried to steal my child bro that i think that is that uh, that's the most impactful episode we've ever posted we've yeah, gotten so much that, feedback but people have been writing and telling us that they wept listening to that episode i did <gasps> I, yeah, yeah i i cried at the end well, I, I, I was cry i will yeah <laughs> yeah i mean the warning on that one is that it involves uh some discussion about like domestic violence um yeah, yeah. but it's I mean, I would say it has a happy ending, wouldn't you, Kat? I mean, it it, it definitely like oh, things yeah. things definitely come full circle, which I feel like, and you get closure, which I feel like a lot of these stories you yeah. you don't right. necessarily get that, and it's just one of those episodes where like I was talking to my sister today, and she's like eleven years younger than me, and we were just kind of talking about life, and she asked me about the podcast, and I was like, oh, well, let me tell you about what what we posted on Monday, and I realized it was hard for me to even give her like a quick rundown because it yeah. was literally like listening to somebody tell a movie, like it it was wow, um, somebody make this movie. 
it was pretty great. And then it turned out that she lives in Atlanta. And I was like, I don't, I, I'm pretty sure I cut this out of the podcast, but I was like, you and your husband need to come to the theater. Like I'll comp your tickets and like buy your drinks, like come hang out. Cause that was oh, the best so cool. like, episode ever. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you, Kat. That was, um, that was a, a pretty, pretty cool episode. So Kara and Gwen, why don't you guys tell our audience where they can find you? Um, you can find us on pretty on pitch on Instagram and pretty on, on TikTok, And then you can find, uh, myself, Kara, uh, Instagram and TikTok at Karamiami and Twitter. I don't really do Twitter, but then you have Gwen and she can do her thing. Oh yeah. I was, I was waiting for you to say it all. I was like, go, go, go. Um, I'm, I'm a Gwen Carol on TikTok. Carol with an E at the end. Gwendolyn Carol on Instagram. Again, good luck. Uh, I think I'm just Gwen, uh, Gwen Carol on Twitter too. I don't know. It comes up. You'll find me. Oh, and I also have a podcast about yes. hair called Growing Out the Pod. And it's a com- comedy. We just talk about hair and hair beauty, and, beauty and, and like make fun of it. It's great. Everybody should go and check out all of their wonderful content. I can vouch for both of them that they are both amazingly funny people. And I myself enjoy everything they do. So oh, make sure you awesome. check Everyone out. Everyone go look at Kat's Pigeon. It's yes. yeah, I'm so obsessed. I'm so obsessed. <laughs> and I would love for all of you to participate in the outro if you're up for it. How does it go? Well, I'm not going to tell you. You just got to figure it out. I was like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm an improviser. I got this. Let's go. (laughs) And so with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm Kara Manuelli. I'm Gwen Carroll. And I'm Kat. (laughs) Y'all, thank you so much. That was great. Every five minutes, a transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.